Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 124, season 6, episode 21, entitled The Return of Avery Jessup, originally airing May 10th, 2012. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Believe it or not, Avery Jessup has returned from North Korea, but after Jack learns that she had a co-anchor, sportscaster Scott Scotsman from Scottsdale, who is a... <laughs> Yikes. Who was a fellow prisoner, he becomes convinced that Avery had an affair with him and slowly drips confessions to her in a bid to get her to confess. Meanwhile, Liz struggles with gender norms and making more money than Chris until she decides that that feminism was made to upend gender roles, but it turns out that Chris is a little more traditional than she thought. Finally, after declaring that if you don't have a sponsor for your wedding, you're basically a nobody, Jenna signs a deal with the Southern Tourism Board to sponsor her wedding and tries to get back to her roots. This definitely feels like this was a good setup. Like, I don't know how else to put it other than it needs the next episode. Like, I feel like these should have aired back to back. Because on a standalone episode, aside from Liz's story, there's not much here that sort of stands on own. Like, it, it, need, it needed a second part kind of thing. Like, it's a very big story. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's This isn't a bad episode. But it feels like just half of an episode. Feels like there ha- there's more to come, which there is. It's what the finale of this season does. It wraps up a lot of these storylines. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, something felt off about this to me. I don't know. When you thoughts? That's interesting. I don't know. Like I didn't. I, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. Like I, I get what you say about there being so much plot that they could have extended it. But I think I think they juggled everything well enough between all the storylines in this one. Also, I'm just really pleased by the sportscaster Scott Scotsman and Scottsdale joke because it's just silly 30 rockness. I mean, it's good alliteration. It's fun, but it's just like, come on, guys. You're hitting it a lot there. Yeah, but also there are some good callbacks to Jenna, like with mm-hmm. her British Floridian yeah. accent. Yeah, that that is a fun storyline. Um, and even the Liz stuff is fun too, but I just feel like it doesn't, doesn't go anywhere like she's she's adamant about equality and then she's and then she's like no feminism and I, I can do it all on my own but then like when she stands up to him I don't know I feel like their ending didn't really do much for their relationship all he did like we don't see the payoff immediately I guess because like yeah he just finds a new location to sell his hot dogs and then they get into a fight and it's not really known if that was going to be beneficial to them or not. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, And then with Jack and Avery storyline, it's it's always fun to see Elizabeth Banks because she just does a fantastic job as uh, Avery Jessup. And I like that they brought Margaret Cho back to be Kim Jong-un and Johnny Storm or Johnny Weather or Johnny Sunshine. One of those. As well as Kim Jong-un. And they make him homosexual or because like he's the line when he's like Ooh, look at all these I have all these missiles and I have a missile for you so I don't I don't know if that was uh, in vogue at the time like if that was a joke that was being made about Kim Jong-un or just or what I think like, it was more 30 Rock being 30 Rock and yeah. just, I mean I, I I don't know I feel like we don't actually really know much at all about yeah. North Korea including like the leaders like I mean obviously that surface details but mm-hmm. i feel like we really don't get beyond so yeah surface details and like crazy right. press releases and stuff yeah. like that that's just like ridiculous. but in the time between the last time we've seen kim jong-un and this episode he would have passed away right or would he had had he already passed away even when they were no 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 i think we even touched on i think he passed away after that episode had aired or had been produced or something like that I don't remember. I feel like we talked about it. Minus But anyway, Kim Jong-il died December 2011, so before this episode came out. Right. So yeah, in the last time we'd seen him, he was still alive. Or I think he just passed away when the last episode aired when he was in it. Did um, you know that Kim Jong-un was born in 1984? I did not know that. Is that 
true or is that propaganda? No, that's true. Yeah. Like he's just, the look. I think looks older. Yeah. Wow. Well, or they're or they're totally fabricating them. I guess they they could be fabricating. Yeah. But they also like they have a running joke throughout this episode of Kim Jong Il, who's still totally alive. Like, obviously they can't admit the leader is dead because you know wild. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. You you're right. The villain storyline gets the shortest shrift and is probably like the least I don't know functional whatever part of the episode. But I guess I, I'm thinking more of the other two plot lines when I'm. For my comments like yeah i don't know like i feel like it's not a repeated storyline per se because it, we haven't had losing this exact thing but it's very similar to i don't know i feel like we've had a lot of various subplots over the seasons with like yeah. liz i don't know some aspect of her personal life like probes into it so in that way i just kind of was like oh it's another one of those so i didn't kind of like how the endless like jack Re-examines his career mm-hmm. and purpose type thing. So right. I just kind of like didn't think about it as much as the other storylines. I, I guess with there. this one, like her confronting feminism and realizing that she's never been in a position where she's been able to test it. Like she's never been in a relationship. Well, I guess but she probably. I mean, definitely with, with Dennis. Yeah, she probably dealt with it with Dennis. It shouldn't be anything new, but yeah. I guess she didn't see a future with Dennis. She sees a future with Chris, and Dennis seemed pretty innocuous to the whole thing anyway. Like he was oblivious to all of his money was. So, I don't know. Um, but yeah, but I think going into it, knowing that their storyline continues and the Avery, Jess, uh, the Avery and Jack storyline continues, that I'm like, okay, well, if we don't get immediate payoff, that's fine because I know it's going to continue. But it just still felt kind of meh by the, by the wrap-up of this episode. But I did like J- Jenna's storyline because that whole thing of... <laughs> even in the end, she realizes she, she's basically just trash. She just hides it very well, which is not... It's not really a redeeming quality, but at least she's a self What a moral enough. of the story. It's, uh, it's a story. Um, but yeah. Um, it's um, a very Jenna realization, oh, yeah. though. No, and she's still, like, okay with it. That's that's kind of nice. Like, she could have went a different way with it. But the fact that she just embraces it and accepts it, it's a nice touch to her character. So, uh, any other thoughts before we hop in? Let's hop in. All right. So our cold open is going to be the return of Avery Jessup and Scott Scotsman's from Scottsdale. Tobacco's the only thing with protein over there. Their meat is just deflated kickballs. How are you feeling? Ready to put this all behind me. I don't even want to think about the things they made me do. Earlier today, America's credit rating was downgraded to triple fart minus. You poor thing over there all alone. Ahoy there. Oh, uh, Jack, this is Scott Scotsman. Scott Scotsman. My ears are all plugged up from the plane. Am I talking too loud? Scott was forced to do sports on American News Channel USA. Avery Jessup with news. Scott Scottsman with sports. And it's me, Johnny Mountain, with the weather on the one and the traffic on the one. You know as how I do it. It's a funny story, really. I was working for KSCT out of Scottsdale. They sent me to South Korea to do a Where Are They Now on the picture Byun Hyung Kim. Turns out he's still living in America and I get kidnapped. <laughs> I had no idea there was another hostage there. A man. Right. We should get home. For American News Channel USA, this is Avery Jessup. And I'm Scott Scotsman. Reminding all of you, there is, there is no, no weekend. weekend. I say the actor who plays Scott Scotsman like really does a good job with like that sports caster like vibe because I feel yeah. like 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 that like have like a very distinct personality vibe and he and like conveys a, it really well and like a tone like a yeah. very like cadence that they always it's like upbeat yeah i'm not sure how to describe it boom um, goes the dynamite oh god whatever happened to that kid he's probably doing stuff right i don't know i, don't, I, mean, I mean that's like yeah 15 plus years old so yeah so he's, he's probably be in his, his 40s i was now. gonna say upper 30s or yeah late 30s late 30s or yeah. 40s i mean he's probably just like working some yeah, job probably, somewhere yeah. yeah i mean I, I doubt it led to like a huge fame but 
uh, I don't imagine that ruined his career. Probably just made well, him... he did in college, right? So he didn't. I mean, yeah, right. It wasn't like a major incident. But uh, in the meantime, the actor playing Scott Scotsman, Michael Mosley, <laughs> fun alliteration with his name too. I've never seen him in anything else, or at least I wasn't aware of anything that I've seen him in. Uh, so he's in Thirty Rock. I mean, he's he's got a pretty elaborate um, filmography, and he's in an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, he was in, I guess, in this time he would have been around. They were this was sort of like a cross promotion of Pan Am, which was that short lived. Um, was it set in the fifties or the sixties, like airline? Oh, Pan Am. Yeah. Uh, NBC too. It was, I think, Christina Ricci. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah. NBC or ABC. It was one of those post Mad Men boom shows. I think you're ABC. I think that's right. I think it was ABC. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking yeah, it was ABC. ABC. So, but he would have been on the. He would have been on that around this time. I think it might have wrapped. Um. February so yeah it had, it had just ended its first run so that was probably the most most people recognized him from that around this time but that's I mean, he's been around a while yeah that's actually like when we bring that up because like I hadn't heard or thought about that show in years and like <laughs> like literally yesterday I guess it was just added to the AMC plus service I read some article about how it like went to like the top of the AMC oh, wow. plus viewing chart or something which because people probably thought it was a new show and they never heard oh. of it <laughs> Let's check it out. But anyway, that's so random. But <laughs> and, and also, I looked up Boom Goes the Dynamite Guy quickly, and at least as of 2010, he was hired to work at a TV station in Minnesota. So maybe he is still working in television. All right, so. so Boom Goes the Dynamite to that guy. Good, Good for going. him. Good job. I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. He was just awkward. So yeah. he shouldn't have ruined his career in any way. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't personally know much this guy's been in, but he's just kind of like a, seems like a, one of those Law & Order, uh, yeah, I don't remember him from Happy Endings, there's only one episode. Um, but he's recently, just been around. Um, oh, he was on an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure we just saw a lot it. of like drama stuff, it looks like, in the last couple of years. Oh, he's a, he's a, he was part of the main cast on Ozark, so that looks like the last... Excuse me, last major role he had. Yeah. I do want to watch that show. I watched the first few episodes of the first season. But, I don't know, I feel like the first season's trying... I mean, it's kind of a cliche trope at this point to say it was trying too hard to be a Breaking Bad and it's kind of a turn-off. But I think it's just finishing up, so... Yeah, I think it's it's last time, season. I guess, to figure it to, to commit to it, so... Uh, we'll see. It seems fine. See, it seemed like a, a not well. I don't say not for me show. Just from what I've heard of it, just I'm not actually like a yeah. For uh, what I've heard, is, yeah, like kind of like a Breaking Bad ish type plot. Yeah, just um, like slow, low, and like the thing of like long energy. bloated episodes, which yeah. I mean, I haven't seen them, so I can't. But that that's what I've heard a lot. It has like it's like the Netflix effect of like really really right. well, from what I remember it's a lot of like meandering kind of throughout episodes like it's just like not much plot it's just them like reflecting but like either narr- like light narration or just them like staring at things and just I don't know taking in the sounds of the- like it's, 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 it's not much happens in some episodes but uh, again I, I haven't given it a fair shake yeah. it seems but, super popular though I mean, yeah no it, it, I feel like Anyone who has watched it has enjoyed it. Um, it's just yeah. kind of got to sit down and watch it kind of thing. But yeah. So good on you, Michael Mosley. We'll talk more about you later. And and you're in the next episode too. So, so after the opening, uh, Chris and Liz discuss a plant. Good morning. Oh, you're up early. I'm putting together a knock list for the work upstairs. What do you think about an intercom? That way, if it's an office, you can call down. If it's a nursery, then, you know, you can hear the baby. Or the plant. It's your body. Right. Well, um, if I did ever have a plant with you or whatever, uh, I mean, at my age, we might have to get an Asian plant or accept an older plant with some behavioral issues, and we're a little afraid of it. Do you want an intercom, Liz? Yes, sure, to hear the plant. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just the more we talk about this, it's... Scary. I mean, that plant's not coming out of your butt, pal. It's coming out of mine. All right, well, look, to do everything, it's going to be around 10 grand. Duck? I'm going to do as much work as possible, but I don't think it's safe for me to do the wiring in an old building like this. The walls are filled with electrocuted mice. Well, I could 
Dip into my 401k is something I've heard old people say in commercials. Well, I could chip in. If you take my profits from the hot dog truck and add them to the $300 my aunt gave me for Christmas, I'd have $200. Yeah. Right. Let me think about it, but uh, I've got to get to work. Oh, boy. I sound just like my dad. Which I guess makes me Mrs. Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, i got to get to work. Oh, i got to get to yoga and lunch with the girls. Poor Chris. I don't think you get to call them profits if they're a negative amount. Nope. Poor Chris. He does his best. <laughs> but this is another one of those few episodes where Liz Lemon has money issues, but... Well, some... Well, not money issues, but I guess it's just the amount she oh. has caught her off guard. But, like, we've never really heard of her having money issues but because i mean obviously she's living in new york now she's she owns where she lives so yeah. she doesn't really seem to be strapped for cash but it's curious that 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 amount caught her off guard well i think it's just more than you would expect yeah well i would say although i mean she does reference like dipping into her it's 401k own commercials <laughs> yeah but that's true like i mean i guess it's possible that you can make a lot of, I mean, plenty of people, I'm sure, would make a lot of money, but they don't necessarily save a lot, so they can maintain, like, a lifestyle, like, owning two apartments in New York, but if you haven't saved a lot, I guess, not uh, having, I don't know. Like, I feel like people, a lot of, probably a lot of people don't realize how much all that sort of stuff costs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I, I think I think that's definitely the genesis of it. Like, oh, like, that's way more than she would have guessed. Yeah. That's fair. Hmm. But also, I don't know. Like, and it is an estimate. I would have, but, but yeah, but. I, I think that's part of it, just like making it her character more relatable. Because I feel like most showrunners of network shows probably have that kind of money. Because she just yeah. she because like if she was like a Jenna was portrayed as like always spending lots of money on everything, it makes more sense. But you don't get the sense that she's so. It's just I mean I, don't know, I guess yeah. it's just a. Be a I mean most thing. sitcoms, honestly, money is never really a problem for any of the characters unless it's something like Roseanne I can't really remember yeah. like even early Simpsons that was like a plot line for a few seasons but they dropped that almost immediately and then Homer just has infinite cash and it's a one one income family of three kids and a wife and they have a mortgage like I mean there's articles that have been circulating the last few months about the idea of the Simpsons nuclear family is not sustainable in modern standards but it's like well that show it's, I mean, it's fiction, whatever, but, like, yeah, the idea of a one-parent income mm-hmm. is not a feasible idea anymore. Um, yeah. But most sitcoms, you don't hear money issues being a problem yeah. much anymore. I would say recently, Speechless. I mean, that was almost an, a kind of an example of that, where the family had money issues, and it was, I mean, basically a nuclear family, because I don't think the mom ever worked, because she basically, like, spent most of her time taking care of the son of cerebral palsy, so... It was like yeah, it was like the husband like worked as like a baggage handler in the airport with <clears> three kids. So that was actually like a, a big recurring theme is yeah. money money she's like how basically like she yeah, like her thing was like basically getting things for free and mm. yeah, you Being know. savvy and exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I had I was trying to think, I'm kinda of thinking of other examples, but I can't like I, I I'm like Blackish does interesting things in the opposite direction of like being like very wealthy mm-hmm. and like and black, but that's the opposite of I guess of yeah. like talking about money. Like they, I guess they talk about money issues, but just yeah, in a different. way. I feel like you remember that one day at a time Netflix show. Oh yeah, yeah. They had a couple of storylines around that. Usually, it involved like just being able to afford things, but then at the same time, like. There would be storylines where she goes back to school or she like they would be able to afford trips and things like seemingly no problems. So they were kind of inconsistent. But there were some storylines where they just weren't be able to do things because money was a was a problem. Mm-hmm. So sometimes modern sitcoms can do it, but most of them don't really do it well unless they keep that identity throughout. Yeah. Or like they'll have like the token character who is not as well off like the random neighbor or mm-hmm. like someone who works in the same place as someone or something like right. that but yeah but did fresh off the boat did she, she didn't have a job did she, 
Well, she became, she was becoming a writer. She became a writer at least later on. But, but early, early on, she was just like a tiger mom, house mom, right? I guess so, because what? Because right? Because the well, okay. she helped on the restaurant because obviously, like, because right. they own the restaurant, and I think the husband like primarily ran it. But I, I feel like we saw she was her like a manager sometimes in the restaurant too. Yeah. So, but I mean, actually, that's not too far though, because like I guess we didn't see them. I guess the restaurant was successful enough that they didn't actively struggle with money. It didn't seem like, but it's not like they were like breaking it in or like lived ostentatiously like you yeah this is like a simple suburb suburb life yeah Yeah. Hmm. i wonder if that'll make a comeback the poor family or the a family that deals with i say fresh off the boat it was like based off it was just it was just the two-year anniversary of constant woo's infamous tweets oh i think she's totally done which i don't i don't blame her um, but anyway, back at 30 Rock, uh, Jenna has some good news for everyone, but really for herself. Tracy, who sponsored your wedding? I don't know. There was a lot of fans there and the police, so maybe they co-sponsored it? Oh, that's right. You were a nobody when you got married. Only huge stars get to have their wedding sponsored. Ms. Maroney, a wedding is a simple and beautiful ceremony where an old man and a crying girl get pushed into the coupling shed. No. If you don't have a sponsor these days, you're nobody. My sponsor is the Southern Tourism Bureau. It's perfect, because I'm sort of a down-home America sweetheart type. Leonardi, my hair psychic, is always saying how down-to-earth I am. Oh, I know the Southern Tourism Bureau. They pay me a yearly stipend to stay in New York. They're paying for me and Paul to get married on an old plantation, which is great, because our wedding was going to be slavery-themed anyway. All I have to do is shoot a commercial and say, Dixie is calling you all. I reckon you should answer. Are you sure you're saying that right? Well, of course I am. I have a natural southern accent because I'm from La Florida Panhandle. You know, a lot of people lose their accents once they leave home and go off to the big city. Before moving here, I've done used to talking jar like this, eh? And when I'm at work, I use my white people voice. Used to see how we talk in the Bronx. Far Bronx, Mubawaga! I'm sorry, sir. I have no idea what you're saying. I'm sure it's nothing that I can't fix with a little accent work. I'm not going to let it ruin my dream wedding. It's only a dream wedding? Thank God I did not want to attend. So Frank's like awkwardly there in that scene. And he gets one line, but it's just... uh, Like Jenna doesn't really address him or anything, but he's just kind of like there. It's kind I mean, I guess they're around the catering table so it makes sense for him to be in that area but still he's just like awkwardly there because usually he doesn't want anything to do with Jenna so it's kind of funny that he's there listening to the story and doesn't really offer much advice other than to you know make the point like I don't think you said what you're supposed to say correctly but anyone else could have built it's just odd that he's there and he's kind of he's like part of that story when ordinarily he wouldn't be anywhere near it so well, maybe his contract stipulated that he had to be in a minimum number of episodes yeah. for the season, so they had to shoehorn him in somehow. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I do like that this is the storyline of Jenna of, like, she's hit her past so well because she feels like there's a certain level of expectance, ex- expectation in Hollywood or on TV that the bumpkin, the Southern bumpkin, just won't have the same respect. Which I kind of get. Like, personally, for me, that's why I growing up made sure to sort of change my accent so I don't say words like y'all or anything that showcases a southern accent because there is a stigma when you hear that typically you're sort of seen as like a bumpkin you're seen as like lesser so I personally sort of told myself well don't you know sound southern which I do recognize is kind of mean and backhanded and is not really a good thing but at the same time I didn't want any preconceived notions kind of thing. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like y'all has kind of transcended the no, South to be a more No, yeah, universal y'all is like universal, but, but like yeah. when you say it, well, they're Southern draw, it's, it's, it's yeah. way more different than Southern, than, than any other accent. Yeah. So it's like, there's just like a, a connotation with it that just hits the ears wrong. And, yeah. Well, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people do that. And especially like, there isn't in here like someone goes to the big city or whatever it like mm-hmm. loses their accent or like changes just things about that that to dates them more to yeah. where they came from or whatever i guess yeah. so i mean i don't know if it's a bad thing i mean since we still live in the south like it's like it's, you know what i mean like yeah I, it's, I, it's, the reason i say it's bad because i feel like it, it is backhanded to the people that embrace the accent because it's it feel like it's me saying 
I don't like the way you talk because it sounds wrong or not right is what I'm saying. Like, which is well, it's because been stereotyped exactly, by years because, of exactly. TV. So, like, there's a stigma to yeah. it, so it's like I don't want to be attached to the stigma, but I don't think that anyone shouldn't be attached to it. But I personally just don't want someone to think that I'm from the South and immediately think, "Oh, you probably have a heavy accent," or you, you know, just all the stigmas that come from you know someone says they're from the South. What's the first thing you kind of think of? You think like, "Oh." you know West Virginia and like and West Virginia is so weird because like, I don't think of West Virginia as the south but it's more far rural than a lot of the south yeah. is but it's just like I don't know it's just all those stereotypes you think of when you hear someone from the south kind of thing but anyway that was irrelevant well relevant but long winded um, but uh, I, I like the cutaway also of Tracy saying how he talks to other black people or he talks in the Bronx and it sounds like he's speaking Simlish almost, but they then subvert that where you think the other person is going to say speak in the same manner, and he's like, "I have no idea." Like, it's another yeah. African American, but is also like, "I have no idea what you're yeah. saying." Also, I tried to listen really hard, and I'm pretty sure he was just saying nonsense sounds oh, for yeah. the most part. It, so. None of it. It's all gibberish. He's not right. actually saying anything. Yeah, um, I know, but I tried to just, like make out if it was like he was like just using like a super 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 like heavy accent with like like sharply acting like slang or something but no it's yeah it's just it's not ebonics, it's just syllables it's not any sort of vernacular no, it's, just, it's just yeah it's just gibberish is all he was speaking yeah. but yeah jenna this is the yeah this is one of the few times where jenna's had to embrace her past and look at it and say like is something something i can't forget kind of thing so it's it's a nice touch i feel like character development this late in the series is kind of rare so it's nice that they're still giving her something. Yeah. Well, speaking of Jenna, like, I strongly remember the episode where, like, basically she develops, like, a Jimmy Buffett type following and, like, basically <laughs> what she says decides the election. And I didn't realize it was so late in the series. Like, I thought season. it was. Oh, okay. I, I didn't realize. I, I thought it was much earlier. So I, I was surprised we didn't. We I haven't come to it yet. But. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's next season because okay. it's the one that's got um, Amy Sedaris. That's right. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Bob. I don't remember. Gary Cole. That's his name. Bob Gary, Gary Cole. No, just Gary Cole. Anyway, uh, in Jack's home, he gets uh, Avery's forgiveness. Oh, said Jack. Did uh, Liddy go down? Eventually. Understandably, she's a little wary of me. I heard her ask her bear who the dye job is. Oh, don't worry about it. You're home now. We're Jack and Avery, and we are going to crush this return to normalcy absolutely it's gonna be like i was never away absolutely frankly not too much has changed there's an ipod 3 and a mitt romney 4 they worked all the bugs out he's not killing hobos at night anymore and tomorrow i'm going to throw you a thanks christmas valen easter ween of july party genius we'll celebrate all the holidays i missed in one night we are gonna be so normal so fast I've already started my job search. I'm making a new reel. I actually did some good work over there. Scott and I co-reported on the North Koreans sweeping the Olympics. They did, right? Yes, uh, Scott. I'm so glad there was someone there for you during this uh, ordeal. Look, Jack, I know we can put everything back the way it was. There's just one thing I need to say first. I didn't wear your nightgowns. If they seem stretched out, it's because you're remembering wrong. No, Jack. What I want to say is... If anything happened while I was gone between you and someone else, it doesn't matter now, okay? All is forgiven. That scene kind of speaks for itself there, right? I don't really need to... Aside from the Olympics commentaries, or... I mean, obviously Jack is, is thinking that uh, her and Scott had some sort of relationship. I guess, like, is that a natural assumption that straight people being held hostage would find some sort of romantic relationship? I, mean, I don't know if it's just a straight Not straight people, people. but any, I mean, I think anytime, well, I think a lot, anytime you're, I mean, if you're locked into, well, not even locked into, if you're just in close quarters yeah. for an extended period of time, like, I mean, it's not a crazy thing to speculate about, yeah. I guess, especially a situation where you're literally, like, He's picturing that she was imprisoned, like with him, and not no one else, maybe for however long she yeah. was there. So I guess the thing that throws me is when we f- the last time 
Well, when she made the call to him to say where she was, and because they didn't recognize her iPhone, they thought it was a, a razor or whatever. Scott was not a person in the picture, yeah, so like he must have come in later. Um, but even when we've seen her doing the newscast, this is the first time we've seen him, so he must be a late addition to her imprisonment. But uh, yeah, I guess it is a safe assumption to. Well, to speculate, yeah, maybe. Um, not a safe assumption, but I mean, it's not like I don't know. It's not crazy to yeah. think that. I mean, if you're totally isolated except for one other person, like I mean, who, that, that's who knows. I mean, and it, I mean, we all have. I've never been in that situation but, where yeah. I've been <laughs> like true. literally confined or something with only one other uh, in a person. land you don't speak the language or know anything about. Yeah. So, do we want to talk about Koreans in the Olympics now or? I feel like this is the only time I, well, I mean, this was this. Yes, this is definitely this is the, the relevant point. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, actually, I don't know if uh, anyone from North Korea has ever won a medal. I feel like probably at some point because, because I, I mean, they do participate. They do participate. Someone. Yeah. But I mean, I well, but we do know that when North Korean athletes go to high-profile events and don't do well, like it doesn't end well. Because I, I can't remember if it was the World Cup or the Olympics, but. The North Korean team, I think it was the North Korean men's team that qualified and did not do well at all. And I, if I remember, they lost at least one game by a huge scoreline. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's apparently like I, I don't know how people like find this out, but it was like reported that when they got back, they were punished in some way and sent to like work camps or disappeared or something. I don't know. Which I mean, well, I guess trying to understand how the North Korean North Korean society works is uh, uh, not not something that we really have much insight to, but also it seems counterproductive to disappear or punish your best players because if I mean <laughs> right because there's there's always I mean, if, if the first string didn't do well the second string is not going to do uh, too much better yeah although I think in the women's in the women's World Cup they've had more success possibly. Oh, here we go. Okay, so yeah. there's a Newsweek article from 2010. Yeah. North Korean soccer team punished for World Cup failure. Yeah. They won They won in Bra- They won against Brazil, but they lost 7-0 to Portugal. Okay, that's what... Because I remember there was one yeah. really bad loss. Yeah, and they were forced... A six-hour barrage of criticism uh, televised, oh my God, in front of 400 officials. Yeah, so reported by South Korean media. So, I mean, I guess... I mean, I don't know how... I mean, I'm not familiar with South Korean media to know whether, like, I mean, I I know a lot of stuff we've learned from North Korea comes from South Korean media, but I don't mm-hmm. know if there's like, so if like there are outlets there that like, yeah. also exaggerate or make up like, so I, I have absolutely no idea. In the past, anyway. said athletes and coaches who displeased the regime were sent to prison camps. Considering the high hopes North Koreans had for the World Cup, the regime could have done worse things to the team than just reprimand them for their ideological shortcomings. So. Could you imagine? I mean, it probably happens more often than you think. Hopefully not, but just you do bad at a sport and you're punished for it. Well, you you embarrass Which, the nation embarrass on the, the world country. stage. Yeah, that's, that's but like, I wonder if that used to like, but it, you, you said shamed publicly, like on TV. So I mean, I guess that's weird because I feel like it, it's infamous that all, another thing that like North Korea does is like what Avery said there, like pretend that they did mm-hmm. much better. Because like, I feel like I remember reading it one time it was like. There was some game where North Korea like scored the first goal but ended up losing, but North Korean TV just showed the first goal and acted as if the, oh. they won. That was the only thing that happened. So I feel like that happens a lot too. So it's interesting that they even publicly shared yeah. the, the real results of anything. Hmm. So I don't know. Well, maybe every, you got an excited example at some point. So if you show nine times them winning, and then you have to show the one That's time true. where they lose to. These scrubs, you better win her. Yeah, you don't want to be these kind of people anymore. Yikes. That's awful. Uh, So while Jenna is reading her adult version of Gone with the Wind, which doesn't make any sense, uh, Liz comes to her for some uh, money advice. Well, no, it doesn't make sense. It's an adult learning to read, so it's a simplified version. Sure. Okay, Jenna, I need some relationship advice. Well, you've come to the right place. I've been writing a sex column for Cosmo. Cosmo is my 14-year-old neighbor. He doesn't know anything. No, it's not about sex. It's about money. Oh, Liz. Sex, money, power, fire, choking, being dragged behind a speedboat. It's all the same thing. Look, you and I are both in situations where we're the breadwinner. How do you and Paul deal with that? We love it. 
Gender role reversal is such a turn-on. Paul keeps the house nice, and I try to get him pregnant. And the best part is, if I want to treat myself to a new pair of Christy LeButtons, I don't have to ask any man for $17. I'm sorry, Christy who? LeButtons. They're knockoff Christian Louboutins. I got tired of ruining $1,200 shoes trying to impregnate my boyfriend. You know something? Against all odds, you have a point. Feminism promised us two things, fatter dolls and an end to traditional gender roles. Why am I fighting this? So what if I make more money than Chris? Exactly. It doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother Oprah. And it sure doesn't seem to bother Chris. He's at yoga right now. You wear the pants, Liz. You don't necessarily pull them off because of your hips, but you wear them. So embrace it. Yay, feminism. I do have to say, though, I don't know much of anything about shoes, but I do know that the one thing that Louboutin shoes are famous for is, like, deep blood red soles on the heels and like on the shoes she holds up like they're pretty pink and pale looking like yeah. the, like even on the bottom so it's like am I, I, am I, I was like I said I'm missing something because like they're not I mean like I don't again like I don't know anything about shoes but like I know that's like like the one thing, thing. Yeah. yeah so I was like how would anyone fall well did that? you say you said the soles right the soles yeah like if you what's I mean, the inside right the bottom what's the inside called that's also the same, In, right? Insoles? Insoles. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Her, her, the bottom looked like brown. They look kind of pinky, they just pinkish, reddish the, or the something. Rest of the but it wasn't like a deep, like, yeah. I, I mean, it's probably one of those things, like, unless you do know what a Louis Vuitton looks like. Louis Vuitton? Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton is a brand, right? Louis Vuitton is a brand. I've heard it pronounced Louis Vuitton. No. Louis Vuitton is <laughs> yeah. a set of bags. Louis, well... Yeah, and other things, yes. Louis Vuitton the, the is a Louis fashion Vuitton designer. Louis Vuitton are the shoes. Christian Louboutin is a shoe designer. Man, what the fuck? It doesn't fucking matter. Overpriced. Well, it, it does in this case, though, if you're trying to convince people that knockoff shoes are the real thing. Anyway, um, but I guess it's one of the things, like, unless you do know what you're looking for, well, it's probably not a big deal. But as it comes to the end, page six or whatever tablet it was would most definitely Well, they that, didn't, so. so. We'll have to let that one just slide, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so while Jenna's not doing so great in her de-elocution de- lessons, Jack continues his plan to get Avery to confess to anything, any wrongdoing she may have had while in North Korea. Oh, Kim Jong-il could not be reached for comment because he was having a totally normal day being alive and not dead. And now with sports, Scott Scotsman. Thanks, Avery. In NBA action, Kim Jong-un won the championship today. Our brilliant comrade scored 200 points and then went hot tubbing with a couple guys he's definitely just friends with. Hey. Hi. Look, I've been thinking about what you said earlier about forgiveness. It was beautiful. But I would feel very guilty if I kept anything from you, as I know you would if you kept something from me. So, while you were away, I did have feelings for another woman. Thank you. I forgive you. You lose, Jack! Is what Kim Jong-il said to Jack Nicholas after defeating him in golf today, because they're both totally alive. Well, that's the second joke of Kim Jong-un being friendly with other males that they make in this episode. I think it's the last one, but the first one we had, we, we cut, but is when he's standing on the balcony addressing the people, and he says, I have all these missiles, and he goes to the guard next to him and says, I've got a special missile for you, and there the line of who hung out in the hot tub with people he's just friends with. Like, I guess, I don't know, I, I, it still is like, I don't remember those jokes. I guess it's just like a homophobic jokes are funny at this time on TV so let's make them about the leader of North Korea um, but there's also like a weird thing when they're showing the footage of Kim Jong-un playing basketball all the people around him are I mean he's playing poorly he's carrying the ball he's not really dribbling he climbs up a ladder to slam dunk but they're all wearing like masks but are like painted black like very, I mean, it's very easy to miss, like, if you're not looking, but it's oh, just like, yeah, and that's, was it like some like racist, like, well, basketball I mean, players, or I guess it's saying that all basketball players are African American thing. Um, meanwhile, at Liz's, uh, and Chris's, uh, they finally come to blows. Well, not blows, <laughs> um, they have some strong words and feelings regarding their, their plant situation and money situation. 
Wow. One bought a fedora. Oh, this? I finally watched the premiere of Prime Suspect on Hulu. It's really very good. Anyway, I thought I would treat myself. But don't worry, I'm gonna take care of you, too. Wow. Okay, but look, I'm, I still want to chip in on this renovation. And clean out your life savings? Why don't you take that $200 and buy yourself something cute? Here's a hint. I like zippers. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm an adult man. You think I like you having to pay for everything? It's humiliating. But gender roles, fat dolls. You think I like having to earn crisp points so that I can take you on dates that you actually pay for? I thought you liked the crisp point system. Only because liking the crisp point system is one of the ways I earn crisp points. Okay, I'm sorry that I offended your male pride, but you're the one who chose to sell hot dogs out of a car. It is a van with a car engine, Liz, okay? Now look. If your show gets canceled, okay, or NBC just becomes a website that sells used office supplies, I'd like to know that I can take care of you. And now we're talking about having a plant? It's stressing me out! Oh, really? It's stressing you out? Of course, because you're the person who has to crank that plant for nine months, poop it, and then go back to work to support both of you! Uh-huh. So what you're saying is you need somebody different to do this with. Somebody with money. It's probably named Spencer or Grant. And he has a watch. And an office with a trash can and a little basketball hoop on it. And he plays as hard as he works. Because, damn it, he deserves to blow off a little steam. God, I don't want to be with Spencer. And yet you're silent about Grant. Well, guess what? I'm going to become Grant. That's right. Tomorrow, I'm taking my truck out. And I'm going to start pulling my weight. Like a man. Now, get in that bed. And let's watch Dance Moms. The beginning of that scene is the first and only person I can ever remember seeing for Hulu. For Hulu, much less, what's Prime Suspect? Is that a, was that one of the Hulu's originals? Or? No, it's a it's a British procedural. Um, that I think Helen Mirren played the lead for at least several seasons. Um, but it's like it's sort of like one of those like culty mm. under the radar. Yeah, well, at least in this country, yeah, mm. yeah. I think PBS like used to air it back then or something. Anyway. Um, I guess this must have been around the time because, like, well, I, I guess NBC, Comcast, whatever, still does have a stake in Hulu, but this must have been around the time. That... I mean, they were definitely. I mean, no, so it had launched by then. It, for sure. Yeah, Hulu had been around for Maybe, a while at this time, but yeah. I guess yeah, NBC had probably push. had made a push yeah. to push their content. Now, very dated term because the stuff is still on there, but now they'd be pushing something like Peacock or you know the like. Um, but there's a. Do you remember a few episodes back where Liz is talking to the writers and she says, no one uses Krang anymore. No one knows what Krang is. Stop using Krang. We're no longer saying Krang. Yeah. So this is the second episode since then where they've just said Krang in a scene. The last one was in the live episode. There's a, a producer that is doing like a countdown right before the Jenna and Tracy Prince and Prince William bit where she's counting down. She's going four, three, Two, Krang. It's very easy to miss. Like, it's very easy to miss because you're not paying attention to that. And then in that scene, she's like, I'm the one that has to Krang this thing and then poop it out in nine months. So, like, they're still slipping in Krangs. And now I'm thinking, did we miss more Krangs? Yeah. Or are there more Krangs to come? It must be an inside joke. Yeah. Well, it must have been an inside joke in the writer's room about just using Can that. Can we say Krang and anyone yeah. get it? But I mean, in the instance of Krang in that joke, it makes sense because it mm-hmm. is literally a thing inside of your stomach. So maybe we should call all babies Krangs until they're born now. I guess Krang is a thing after all that people get. Krang is a thing! <sighs> okay. You just wow. showed your ignorance. You ignoramus. So Jenna's still defeated that She's not doing well, but she fears she's gone too far in her deallocution as she just lost an ad sale or an ad for water biscuits. Uh, meanwhile, in Jack's office, Liz is ready to do her uh, year wrap, wrap up for Avery and Jack. So, Lemon, I took your advice and used my transgression with Diana as a weapon to interrogate Avery, just as you suggested. That is not what I suggested. You just hear what you want to hear. Oh, thank you. They're from Italy. I just gave Avery a little taste, said I was attracted to another woman. Guess what she told me? Nothing. She just forgave me. Believe me, I didn't expect her to come out of her forgiveness bunker so easily, but I really need to up the ante, drop a grenade in that bunker like Jim Brown in the Dirty Dozen. Enjoy your party, Nazis. 
Are you talking about your wife? God, she's good. This kind of gamesmanship is why I love her. She has the brain of a man and the ass of a French teenager. But I will win. I don't know, Jack. It's 2012. It's not always clear who wears the pants in the family. I do, Lemon. I wear the pants. Good morning. Oh, good morning. There's pants, Avery. And Liz, good to see you. Oh, your hair's the same. It's not. Actually, something terrible happened. I don't have a lot of time. I have my year in finance presentation after this, and Lloyd Blankfein slithers back into the sewers to eat rotten fish at six, so. Deathly Hallows and Tebow. Oprah does her last show. Beyonce had a baby, yo. It's a 12-month wrap-up, wrap, wrap, wrap-up. You know what? I'll just read some Us Weeklies. Thank you, Lemon. But it's an hour long, like you wanted. Thank you. I'm gonna head down to Goldman early. Avery, I should tell you something. I wasn't completely honest when I was being completely honest earlier. Let me stop you right there. I forgave you so that we wouldn't have to discuss this. Let me stop you right there from stopping me right there. I know why you forgave me. But the woman I mentioned, we kissed. And I know I would hate it if you kept something like that from me, so... So... I forgive you. And no matter what you say, I am always going to forgive you. Always. Avery's wasp guilt must be much stronger than uh, Jack's Irish guilt, because she's she wins out in the end. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the visual joke of Jack being very adamant that he wears the pants in the family, <laughs> and then Avery waltzing in in a pantsuit, because for some reason, like I've always like really hated that euphemism like where's the mm-hmm. it just sounds like so i, mean, I don't know it's, yeah it's so out of date yeah because well, it's out of date it's just like I, it's just like such like a crude like yeah way to put it i don't know yeah i mean, I mean women well i mean it's not it's not anything in the bible but it isn't wasn't that like the idea was like women aren't supposed to wear pants because yeah. it's like that's what men do like it's just so yeah i was so saying archaic. maybe that's because like we grew up in an era where like it i mean plenty of women wore pants or like jeans mm-hmm. or whatever so it just doesn't seem long. like for some reason it just seemed like a very just like uh, yeah but that turn really crass. came in like uh, mid to late 90s where that became more prominent of women wearing pants and pants suits because even in the 80s like everything was like big like big dresses big yeah. shoulder <laughs> pads wow. was that was that like a visual like I've, I've never really looked into it but makes your posture like, look very I guess it makes you just look bigger which I guess it's what you're going for i'm not sure why shoulder pads were ever a thing unless you're a football but speaking of football until like this week really that tim tebow reference would be very almost old and 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 forgotten because i mean i think around this time well he was infamous for whenever he'd get a touchdown he would take a knee in the end zone which Someone pointed out, literally today, someone was tweeting about Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick and comparing the two, and, like, Tim Tebow does it, and then people cheer it. Colin Kaepernick does it, and people boo him for it. To be fair, he's not doing it No, it's, I mean, it's different, it's different ideals, but at the same time, like, he's still pushing religion, whereas... So Colin Kaepernick says he was kneeling to pray for Jesus and everything. Exactly, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's absurd, the... Anyway, um, but I guess Tebow is coming back to football because he left for several years to play baseball. Yeah, and like and I feel like he tried to be a commentator too. Uh, I literally don't know, I don't but know. I guess he's coming back to football. So we'll see how that goes for him. Good luck. But anyway, um, uh, but I'd like to hear the the one year wrap wrap up because it sounds like we were getting like a we didn't start the fire Billy Joel kind of style and. <laughs> I love Liz's muttering as she's walking out. I was like, you make me work on this. I can't do I mean, yeah, I'd be fucking pissed if someone asked me to do something that took multiple days to do and fill an hour and you're dismissed within 30 seconds. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Like, fuck you. Also, I'm play it anyway. Also, Blue Ivy Carter is almost 10, apparently. I did not realize that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Cause, yeah. And they have a second kid? Perhaps. <laughs> I think they have two kids now. Three? Three. Blue. Okay, so Blue Ivy Carter, Rumi Carter, Sir Carter. Oh, twi- okay, so Blue Ivy and then Rumi and Sir are twins. Oh. So. Wasn't there a rumor that her sister carried the baby? And that's why she was beating up Jay-Z in an elevator? Or oh. was that literally just a rumor? And uh, I don't know. I this don't is, know. That's a long 
I, that's a long story to even begin, but I think... I mean, I believe that, that that's a rumor out, that definitely circulated, but I don't know any... When that video came that. out, there was, that's it reignited the rumor right. that uh, Solange carried Beyonce's babies for her. So oh, we just saw Beyonce her. baby bump well, in the wrap-up. Photoshop also exists. That's anyway, true. Um, I but, do. Yeah. Uh, but they're in the Illuminati, so... That's true. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, on the streets, Chris has good news for Liz, but that good news is short-lived, thanks to Elmar. Aha! What do you think? Pretty awesome, huh? It's a brand new location, Liz. I got a subway entrance right here, and I got a tour bus stop right there. Also, Fox News is right across the street, and where it is, Greta Van Susteren eats hot dogs like Slimer. Yeah, who's usually here? Oh! Right, those creepy off-brand Sesame Street characters that harass tourists into paying them to take pictures with them. I hate those guys. As a Sesame Street purist, I don't think Elmo usually tells passing women that they have a sweet dumper. Move it! Ow. This is our corner, pal. You don't own this corner, and I got a family to support, like a man. Oh. Oh. Don't hit my cheekbones! Hey, stop it! Get and Elmo! Legally, I have to say I'm Elmar. Oh. Damn, puppets done picked the wrong day to cross my... Okay, I did notice in that scene that Jenna's shoe was the top of the shoe was gray and the bottom were more pronounced red. So, um, so maybe someone took a note. Yes, in the between scene. the first scene and this scene. Yeah. Um, no, that's a fun scene. I don't remember seeing any of those costume creatures when we were in New York but I also wasn't looking for them so I'm sure they were they existed and we were just missing them yeah we didn't spend a ton of time in, in Times Square, Square. Yeah. so I feel like that's the most prominent location for yeah. so I mean we I honestly can't remember I mean they, we surely because it was in summer when we went so we surely passed Definitely, yeah. costumed characters yeah. but but I, I, I feel like they do have that reputation of being very pushy and yeah. like they will like if they see you take a picture and they feel that it's in their general direction, they will come up to you and say, you have to pay me kind of thing. And This is a shakedown. Well, wasn't that also, that was a plot for like a few episodes of Titus. Uh, I would say Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy yeah, Schmidt, yeah, like yeah. he was playing Iron, it wasn't Iron Man, but it was an Iron Man lookalike or something like that. Um, yeah. Tina Fey just must be really fascinated by uh, Times Square. Well, Character you're right, you're right about what you know. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. I feel like I feel like there are a lot, if you watch like enough of her shows, like there are recurring themes that pop up in all the shows. Like so, that's I guess one of them. But have all of them taken place in New York? Girls Five ever takes place in New York. Uh, yes, Kimmy Good Schmidt news. did. Uh, well, was Good I don't News know her show, place. or is she just like a producer? I, well, she's uh, just a producer. Well, it came from her, yeah, yeah, it came from a production company. Yeah. I feel like it did. I honestly don't remember much about that show other no. than uh, Andrea Martin and played the mother, I think. What's her name? Played the... I won't say rival, but... Oh, like Nicole Richie. Nicole Richie yeah. played, like, the other announcer. Yeah, also, there, well, there was a reference that in Bill's Heart where they called Nicole Richie the only, what, like, the only reality star who became... Or, with age. Yeah. Yeah. Age. Um, um, and what's the... Are we missing a Tina Fey show? Are we missing? I don't think... I think we got all yeah, of them. Yeah, that's all of them. Yeah. Yeah, they all took place in or around New York. Yeah. Well, again, she writes about what she knows, so it makes sense. Also, even in that scene, Jenna's is she is she now trapped in her southern accent because like she still doesn't. Oh, it still sounds. Wait, for sorry, we've got Mr. Mayor, which takes place in L.A. Oh, that's so... okay. Yeah, shoot. Well, the only reason I remember Girls Five Five because it's fresh on our minds. But yeah, Mr. Mayor is the is the only L.A. But it would have taken no, it would have taken place in L.A. if it were the Thirty Rock spinoff, right? Because. Wasn't that the plan? Was he would he would move out to LA? No, I think the plan was Jack Donaghy is made of New York. That oh. was the original idea, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well. So, oh, so I guess yeah. If you wanted that. the original idea, then that would have taken place in New yeah. York. But, um, but yeah, like anyway. like Jenna's accent, it still feels like she's forcing the Floridian accent. I don't know. It just it doesn't sound great. Um, but that doesn't matter because Jenna gets some good news. Uh, despite feeling bummed about her situation as we're getting near the finale of the episode. Well, it's 
over. I'm never gonna get a wedding sponsor now. That dirtbag, Jana, won. I wanted my wedding to be an expression of who I am, and now it will be. I'm a panhandle hick, and my wedding will be just another panel on my mother's family history back tattoo. Oh, come on. It's not all that bad. Look at that caption. Aging star Jenna Maroney beats up Elmo with her, so you own things, that's good. Christian, that's always a good word. Wait, did they say Christian about my shoes? With her Christian Louboutins, they didn't know that my shoes were cheap knockoffs. They thought they were fancy, even though they're secretly crap. Well, that's it. That's who I am. I'm that knockoff designer shoe. My outside is shiny and pretty, but my inside is filled with cardboard and horse glue. I've solved my identity crisis. More importantly, I know who can sponsor my wedding. Frank's hat is oddly on point where it says cure, so, you know, subtle. Uh, but yeah, like, Jenna's revelation is good for her, but mentally it's not the best for her either. Like, she shouldn't still see herself as a piece of trash that's all pretty. Like, she should seek some therapy, I think, too. Jenna Maroney needs therapy? I, I, I know, first example of any time we've seen it. Um, we're coming up on the finale with Jack and Avery's... Uh, storyline and will Avery went out in the end no I think it's a very cool costume Mayor Bloomberg tonight I'm Mayor Bloomberg yes I think you've mentioned that boo boo Scott happy birth anniversary, honey oh, Jack this homecoming's been amazing nice to see you relaxing and enjoying yourself and Totally unprepared for a forgiveness attack. What? Avery. What? The woman I kissed is your mother. That is shocking. But I told you all is forgiven, so all is forgiven. What do I have to say? to guilt the truth out of you. How about this? A few months ago, Liddy broke into the gun safe and shot up your gift wrapping room. I did wear your nightgowns, not to feel you near. They're just comfortable. I had a neurotic dream about an adult door the Explorer. I took her on a balcony in Madrid above the Plaza Mayor. She had flowers in her hair. Now I've admitted everything. Game over, Avery. Tell me what you did. I'll tell you exactly what I did, Jack. I won. You what? I got you to tell me everything you did, and guess what? I didn't do anything. But Scott Scotsman... Until the flight home, the only words I'd ever said to Scott Scotsman were, and now with sports, Scott Scotsman. I thought I was playing you, and you were playing me the whole time. And in 24 hours, I got you to tell me things that would have taken you years to admit. Now, we can start over. The final piece of the puzzle is uh, just me forgiving you for, um... Everything's normal. USA! It's classic us. Damn it, Jess, if I'd marry you all over again. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna renew our vows. We need a new blender anyway. <sighs> Sorry I'm late. Chris got into a fight with an Elmo, and he hates it that I make more money than he does. And I don't know, maybe we're not supposed to have a plant together. Love is complicated, right? Wrong. We kicked love's ass. Yes! <laughs> we're renewing our vows. No, no, renewing vows is a kiss of death. You should have let me finish my rap. There was a whole verse about it. J-Lo and Mark Anthony, Don and Vicky from OC. 12-month wrap-up, wrap-up, wrap-up. Lemon. It's the kiss of death, yo. I reject Chris Brown's comeback. Lemon out. So I'm pretty sure Avery was wearing real Louboutins in uh, that scene because she lifts up her foot at the end and you can see like the, the uh, red. So oh, That's nice. That's Good nice touch. product placement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never heard this idea of that renewing your vows is a kiss of death. Is it in like TV shows or something? I, or celebrity? Because she represents a certain year, right? So maybe was that a bad year of celebrities? Well, that's right, because she said Ben and Mar- Jennifer, J Lo, and Mark Anthony, which like seems real mm-hmm. out of date now. If you consider like, I mean, well, well, I think the rumor now. Now supposedly she's she's back, back with Ben at Ben. I, like, I, I don't know if that's I mean, confirmed or not. I didn't but. even know if her and what's his name. 
in your eyes. Alex Rodriguez even broke up. Like, oh. I don't know. I don't. Well, that was a weird thing where it was so. like it leaked several months ago that they were breaking up, but like I guess it came out earlier than they wanted to because then like Jennifer Lopez released a statement saying that's not true at all. And then of course like a month ago or whatever it was now, mm-hmm. like it, it it officially came out that they were separating. Well, then what happened with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner or whatever her name was? Uh, they were married and got divorced. I don't. I mean, you don't have to put that in your search. That's okay. But I don't know. It's just yeah. I, I think could, they were married and got care divorced. Less, uh, about any celebrities, but um, yeah. I mean, any TV show that I've seen like renewing your vows was always like something you did to. I guess maybe if you do it younger, if you only do it after a couple of years, it is considered bad luck. But I guess because all the instances I've seen it, it's people that have been married 30, 40 years kind of yeah. thing. So. Well, I guess Jalen and Murphy, they must have renewed their vows like sometime the year yeah. before this episode aired. And there must have been other prominent celebrities who did who yeah. got divorced or separated. Mm-hmm. Or uh, yeah, I've never heard that um, as a thing of being bad luck. You should listen to the whole wrap up. If we had it, I would, but we don't got it. So anyway. But maybe Liz is on to something with it being the kiss of death. We'll have to wait and see. I wonder if they celebrated Leap Day at Avery Jessup's well, Leap every Day holiday. Was there. Oh, really? I, I missed it. it. Yeah, I missed started it. At, at the start of the scene, he's, he walks through with a bucket of candy and blue and blue and yellow suit. Hooray! Yeah. A Mayor Bloomberg joke is also kind of... I mean, it's funny. I feel like you have, like... like I feel like if you were like if you were a New Yorker, it would not make more sense because I mean it's pretty self-explanatory. But I feel like be I don't know like funnier. Uh, yeah, like yeah. a closer hit to like you have to be more familiar with I guess him. Too. But they also kind of play him as like a little bit of a dunce too because he's like I'm a ghost, I'm a bloom, I'm a bluebird. Like they're playing kind of weird. So, but he was on an episode of Thirty Rock, right? Like he played himself. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. I mean, I doubt that was him. No, it definitely was, was way too short. Him, but, it was way too short to be him. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's the uh, return of Avery Jessup. She returned triumphant. Although there is one thing. When she's discussing like her plans now that she's back, she mentioned she's got to find a new job. And it's curious. Like, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't go back to the same news channel that sent me to an area where I could be kidnapped and held for a year. But it's curious. Like, she wouldn't at least stay with them for a little yes, while it, and be like a stay stay in the country reporter yeah so it's curious like she has to find a new job now well if anything you think cnbc would really want her back because it would be a huge news story if Absolutely. you're you'd want her story if you're yeah you. if your host who just got back from being held prisoner in north korea for however long yeah. is like back and but you know oh yeah. well they didn't but maybe she's very cut and dry like if you fuck me over i'm not coming back to you like That's not true. cut and dry but cut and run kind of thing like <laughs> you got me kidnapped for a year. I don't want anything to do with you. Plus, MSNBC probably became more liberal at that time, so she wouldn't want to be here. Well, she was she was CNBC, which is their the financial one, ah. and very well. Yeah, I would say very different from MSNBC mm-hmm. is fair. It's probably fair enough to say. Yeah. Um, but uh, any other thoughts? Well, the 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 credit scene in this episode is Jenna doing an ad sale for. Uh, offbrandhills.com where they've got all the non-name brands like Dolce and Gabbana or Dolce and Banana and Gookie. How about Louis Batons? Louis Batons and also Jessica Simpson, oh. which is such a fuck you to Jessica Simpson. Uh, it's, Supposedly, it's, that's I mean, how she makes pretty much all her money these days is from her shoe line. Oh, good so. for her. Good for good Jessica thing, Simpson. Yeah. Um, but any other thoughts on the return of A for Jessica? Well, because we didn't say it that Jenison weren't tied up. I mean. She does have a realization in her just being like a knockoff shoe where she is she trash it. on the inside, but on the outside she can fool people into believing she's classy, which is a good mm-hmm. summation of the Jenna character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's still not. You've got to know your assets and work them. Yeah. No, it's good for her because of the line of work she's in, but I don't think it would really work for like the average person. Well, to, she's not the average, average person. She's yeah. Jenna. She's not average. Uh yeah. No, I think this is a uh, this is a fun episode. It just like it needs the follow up to really, um, to really sell a lot of what it's pushing. So we'll have to we'll have to see if it really does pay off in the next episode, which is next week. It's the season finale, six season six finale. Uh, 
episode 22 entitled what will happen to the gang next year so cancellation oh too soon too soon anyway uh yeah we're wrapping up we've got 14 episodes left of 30 rock that's it's been a wild journey we got more to go though so can't lose steam now as always thank you for joining us on go to there if you like what we're doing rating reviewing all that fun stuff it's going to be the best way to help us out otherwise we will see you in next week's episode what will happen to the game next year david take us out see you next time here at offbrandheels.com we've got all the brands that fit your needs and your budget johnny tune dolce and banana marolo blornig prodder gookie dkni alexander mckay diana von fistenbug and jessica simpson we've got all the brands that fit your needs job interviews running from your parole officer attending a theater opening breaking into your mom's house to steal her cable box offbrandheels.com naturally Fancy. You wear the pants, Liz. You don't necessarily pull them off because of your hips, but you wear them. So embrace it.